This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. The podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Also brought to you by Gator Outdoors, Subway, Subject, Sin Crusher, Loophold, Thermoseat, Victory Archery. Elite Archery, Big Time, Hunter's Blend, Old Barn Taxidermy, and hopefully you shoot a buck like the one we're about to talk about, and then you can take it to Old Barn, and then you're taken care of. That's right. Ran through them quick. We've been uh, hammering ads pretty heavily, so sometimes you guys just need a break. I get it, but you got to understand, this is free content. and uh, got to take care of the biz. Yeah, got to take care of the biz. It's how we justify uh, to our wives. Um, <laughs> we're making money. That's right. <laughs> So and we're not. Um, I'm Kurt Geyer. Eric, what's up? Let's take a drink of my Jeez. beer. How's it going, man? That was a good bush light, huh? <laughs> yeah, fucking a. We have Wade hey, from boys. Gator. What's up, dude? Doing good. Thanks for bringing your cousin to the studio, <laughs> Kyle Simmons. What's up, man? How's it going? Thank you for coming. No problem. Thank you for bringing this magnificent animal creature. Okay, I knew this animal was big. We're going to talk about. We're going to get all into the story. From point A to point Z, whatever the fuck, this thing is massive. Like you think big, you think you know how big this whitetail is. Like look it up if you, you can't tell by the cover art, and it's bigger than what you think in person. We have it. It's twice as big as the pictures. It seems like I think so. Oh, yeah. It's uh, we have the mount hanging on the wall in studio, and it is. It makes all my bucks in my house. I was like, oh yeah, you want to come see all my hundred inches? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't even know where to start with it, honestly, because the story goes back. So introduce yourself. How's that? What's up, Kyle? How's it going? Thanks for coming. No problem. How you feeling? Feel good. So who are you? Where do you grow up? Where do you hunt? All that. Don't, don't give us coordinates. We coordinates. Need to get that well, no, we need coordinates. After the show. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know those, so I can't help you there. It's <laughs> good. Drop, good drop me a pin. So grew up in Jackson County. Same same place I've always been. I've lived there my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, small town Iowa, you know? Yeah. Yep. 
lived in a town of 100 people mm-hmm. and still hunting the same area still same property same property no yep. kidding yep that's got, good to hear he's got a bear buck on camera this year no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did you hunt before you killed this animal so kind of like wait i cut my teeth to nothing when yeah. i was a kid you know yep as soon as i could walk basically you know or walk along anyway and uh I didn't start bow hunting until I was like 21. Kind of, we, we did a lot of pheasant hunting, mm-hmm. and then the pheasant population took a crap, so we started bow hunting. Yeah. And actually, my first couple of years I bow hunted, I was a borrowed bow, just like 90% of the other stories. Yeah, going, yeah. You know? Just right. seeing if you liked it before you spent any money and all yeah. that shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And actually, I bought a bow the year I shot that deer. The first first money I spent in my first own. Bow first bow you ever bought. First bow I ever bought. First deer I ever shot with a bow. No kidding. Yep. Okay. That how crazy us, is that? That makes us. Was this your first year ever? Or with just, bow. No, no. I so I like youth hunted and all that okay. stuff, Shotgun. and then did a little bit of late muzzleloader stuff because I, I did a lot of high school sports. Yeah, which didn't allow a lot of time to hunt. Yep. So. Yep. Okay, so first buck with a bow. Yes. Holy shit! First deer with a bow. First deer with a bow. Oh, first deer with a bow. First yes. deer. Yes. <laughs> Imagine. I'm leaving. It's fucking. Kick I'm out of here. I, I mean. But let's cover this. Like you understand what you shot. Like you're not some dude that's like it's okay. Like yeah. you're not that guy. I don't. I don't catch that vibe anyway. No, absolutely. I'm I'm a measurer and I've measured some deer, a few deer over 200 inches, and typically the vibe is that. Like the guys that like don't really care as much as like some of the more passionate guys that shoot them. You know. Yep. And they're kind of just like, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> you never see. You never get the smile off my face if I killed a, yeah. a buck or two. Most people hunt their whole life, never get to do anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm even touched anywhere close to 200. Yep. Right, right. Um, so, give it like start us from wherever this story begins on this animal. Probably right here. Animal it? like I'm a, it's like National Geographic. What the fuck am I doing? It's a deer. <laughs> Tell us so about this animal, deer, this beautiful specimen. <laughs> yeah. So the story begins. Like, yeah, the story begins actually in early early March, mid March. My dad and brother went out shed hunting on this property, mm-hmm. and probably 200 yards into the shed hunt my brother found these two sheds laying right next to each other no kidding let me see one of them bad boys he picked them up took them back and put them in the back of the truck and kept shed hunting the rest of the day well my (laughs) my dad chewed his butt when i got back to the truck he's like you left these laying in the back of the truck along the road oh my god what what are the chances that caliber of deer drops them right next to each other next to each other you see a caliber of deer with those sheds like that so it's slim to none. Let's paint a picture for people listening. How big are these sheds? They are 190 without a spread. Without a spread. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you guys got these sheds. He throws them in the back of the truck and continues to shed hunt like yep. he's going to find something bigger. Right. Right. So That's fantastic. So he bring, brings them home, and I wasn't home. I didn't live at home at the time at, at my mom and dad's. And I walked into the house the next day, and they were just, like, sitting there on the table, and it was one of those, like holy cow you know yeah, yeah. nobody said anything to me about him they just let me find him you know just walked into him yeah and it was like holy cow so we knew we had something on our hands then yeah yeah it's one of those things where it's like you know you don't want to tell anybody but yet you want to tell other everybody. people you want to tell everyone and right? all this and, and we actually found out later that one of the shotgun hunters thought they'd seen him that year you know just we don't say know shit. Sure. yeah of course so now are these sheds yeah. the year prior to you shot shooting him yeah okay the year before so i could only imagine being kyle and saying do not go to the bar. Do not drink. Because you know you're going to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, can't. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, damn. That's impressive. So, yeah. For painting pictures for the listeners, the sheds are on the studio table. We're fondling them as he's talking. And the buck's hanging on the studio wall. So, you walk into these. Obviously, you want to call everybody. Like, do you you got to come see these, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, how many people did you tell? Not very many. Just a couple. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. And and we we shed hunted back then we we walked everywhere we could get our boots on you know we shed hunted all over so we just yeah even the people we told we didn't tell them where we found them you know it was just right. say we found a big set of sheds right and, right you know of course everybody asked where'd you find them at well, yeah you you lie yeah you say yeah. Illinois you, you say in the woods like every other person does California yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the so, woods okay so keep us going so we kind of just started dabbling in the trail cameras that like the year before that what year is this 2008 is when i shot him okay so it's 2008 so we started dabbling in the trail cameras and we had a couple of the they were like a wild view or something mm-hmm. you know like a 30 dollar trail camera yeah yeah terrible pictures <laughs> of course <laughs> and uh 
So we put these cameras out, and you know we had pictures of a few bucks, but nothing here, nothing, nothing of him. Yeah, nothing really even great. You know, just some nice bucks. Yeah. So, you know, we really didn't even have any hope he was still there. You know, because there, there was so there was food plots, corn food plots, standing hundred yards from where these sheds were found. So mm-hmm. we figured maybe he's just coming to the area that winter to eat. Right, he was just a winter movement pattern. That's kind of what we thought. Yeah, which is understandable, especially finding sheds there, but not get a trail cam picture of them. Correct. So that summer, that summer, there's a big 300 acre bottom cornfield got flooded out. No corn at all in it. So all the foods on the other side of the property. There's nothing down there. The the whole bottom's gone. Yeah. So I, I needed a north wind to get in there. And, you know, I'd hunted a few times earlier in the year, but... It's refreshing to hear that you're, like, hunting wind and stuff because it shows that you weren't, like, complete rookie. Like, you were, you were thought out. <laughs> no, it was it was, it was thought out because it was, it was actually... I was even waiting for a north wind, and I needed it to be a fairly stiff north wind because where I was going was deep in the timber. And, mm-hmm. and actually, I got lucky because I was working on the road all summer, mm-hmm. and I got off that Wednesday. Thursday, it rained all day, and the temperature went from, like, 80 to 50 no right. shit. So for Friday morning, I went in to go hunting, and I got busted by a doe on the way in, and I was mm. like, you know what? I don't want to screw the rest of this up, so I backed out and went home. What, what's the date? November 8th, or excuse me, October 18th. Okay. Okay. So it's getting hot. So it's so that's that was the the morning I went in, and I went home, came back that afternoon, and I had a climber on my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, walked in there. Like I said, made a bunch of noise going in. Actually spooked some deer on the way in. Found a tree I wanted to be in, climbed up settled in and uh i was only there for a half hour when he came walking by okay and and i'm talking like three in the afternoon no kidding okay let's rewind a little bit the whole time you're doing all this and i know you kind of like hinted at this but is this deer the one deer that's kind of like you're thinking about it nonstop every time you hunt or did you kind of like forget about a little bit and just hope that maybe there was a you pull that lottery ticket and he'd show up again first deer with a bow so yeah good buck shows up i'm shooting it you know right right Right. really i had a doe tag in my pocket a doe showed up it was the middle of october i was probably shooting that too (laughs) yeah yeah so it was yeah he was on the mind but he wasn't the only deer on the mind gotcha it It wasn't like he took up everything you were thinking about when you on your way in on your way out every time you sat no okay no well and true and you didn't have any trail cam pictures of him so it was probably like is he even still in the area, or where the hell is he? That would at? help your nerves a little bit then too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're not thinking about it constantly, right? <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to paint that a little bit more because I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes at, at this time in your story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So okay. So you get in there, you climber, you're spooking shit, you're being loud, kind of. It's yep. like three in the afternoon. Yep. So I I, I climbed up and I kind of let everything settle down a little bit. And then, like I said, it was a fairly, it wasn't windy, but there was a, a steady breeze. Mm-hmm. So I actually took my rattle bag out and my grunt tube and I did some, just like something kind of playing around, Yeah, made some soft grunts and I sat back down and I was actually kind of like daydreaming. I wasn't even paying attention to anything. Mm-hmm. And I heard some turkeys start scratching some, scratching the leaves and it kind of woke me up and I turned around and I saw the back half of a big deer, like. 30 yards away walking towards me yeah like he just was all of a sudden right there back half is in like his body yes back half of his body like his ass so i'm i immediately <laughs> stood up grabbed my bow turned back around and then i saw his rack and immediately knew okay big buck so when you see his rack how far at this point roughly maybe 25 yards oh, oh, shit. Yeah. It was right in your lap there, in my lap so i immediately wait till he walks behind a tree draw my bow he walks behind another tree Comes out into a little opening. I settled on him, shot. And, I mean, it happened that fast, 15 seconds from the time I saw him to the time I shot. Sometimes, no, though, when they kid. come in that fast, it's almost better so you're not anticipating it, you know, where, yeah, I, where oh, you kid. see him from 100 yards away and they're slowly walking at you. <laughs> you get your nerves this going. from 100 yards come into you? Fuck no. No time to get nervous. So you that's didn't, what I'm saying. You didn't No time. Did you know the buck when you saw it? Were you like, that's him or nothing? No, no. So I shot him. He spun around and went back the way he came probably 60 or 70 yards and he stood there and started to kind of do the little wobble mm-hmm. and then he actually tipped over that's when i got my binoculars on him 
I got my binoculars on him. His head was still up, though. He was just, he laid down, but his head was still up. And then I could see that his left beam out kind of curled around and it's kind of palmated. And I recognized that from the sheds. And that's when I knew I had shot the buck from the sh- of of the sheds that we'd found. No. Okay. okay so when you look at him through your binos, were you like, "Oh my god!" Like that's a super, super, super giant. Yes. Or okay, it was. I was wondering if you. Um, there's sticks and you can't tell what's no. what, and you know no. what I mean. Yeah. And again, what year was that again, Kyle? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So we had what kind of phones then? Oh, I probably a fucking, probably a razor. I had a yeah, flip yeah, phone a razor. back then. Which yeah. city reception? Oh, yeah. actually, probably a good reception compared to what we have now. Probably. Yeah, probably. There's too much shit going on in those phones. He had a Verizon, like, chocolate. Remember those? <laughs> so who was your first call, your old man? I think I sent my brother Lance a text to say I just shot the buck from the sheds. Okay, so how long were you in the stand before you felt I can go get him? Like, So did you do all this texting, all this shit from the stand? From the stand, and actually, like I said, his head was still up. Okay. So, I, so I sat there for a little bit, and I kept peeking at him, and at one point he stood up. And walked like five yards and laid back down. Ooh. Mm. I sat in that tree stand for three hours. Smart man. And watched this deer. And finally, I sent my dad a text and said, I think I'm going to climb out and try and get another arrow in him. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, don't you even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> if he hasn't moved in three hours, he said, climb down, come home. We'll go Your back dad's a later. smart man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was the right thing That's to do. That's some good advice. Yeah. It was the right thing to do. Because he was laying right there when we went back. But we went back. At 11 o'clock, so it would have been eight hours after I shot him. Oh, fuck. Were you sick? I did not stop moving the whole time. I paced, oh, I paced oh. at my mom and dad's forever, and then I went to my house, and I paced, and then I went back to my mom and dad's. Yeah, oh, my I, gosh. I did not stop moving I would be, the whole time. I okay. would be a fucking mess. I would drink yeah. an 18-pack. Yo, yeah. I would Easily. Yeah, in well, 20 no, minutes. I wouldn't have drank. I'll be honest. I'm oh, weird with deer hunting. Nope, because I need to have, I need to make right decisions. Yeah. I need to make correct especially on this. Um so while you're waiting, how many people knew about this situation? Just the three of us. God, you guys are, my mom. The four you guys of us. are well thought out. You guys would handle this how I think I would handle it. Yeah, because not a soul would know. Yeah. I, I don't know if if you actually listen to the podcast, you can tell me. No, I get that. Um, the um, the Cemetery Buck podcast. I don't know if you heard that episode or not. Yep. Um, monster, monster. <laughs> your buck actually scores more. Um, <laughs> but a monster muley and a famous muley. He went uh, recluse for like a year with that buck because yep. he didn't want the attention of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, I would, I would have that in the back of my head doing something like that, you know. Yeah. Okay. So eight hours, you're all over the fucking place. Eight hours, we come back. Me, my dad, and my brother, all three of us came back. I went to the tree stand. I said, okay, the buck was standing over there. Dad kind of started walking that path. We kind of lost our bearings because I couldn't. Once I got down to where I thought he was, it looked completely different than it did of course. from the tree stand. Right. Yeah. So Pitch black out there. So we get down there. We can't find him. Can't find him. We're looking around. Can't find nothing. You got blood or anything? No. We found part of the arrow that broke off because it didn't pass through him. Mm-hmm. It was the fletching side, you know, eight inches arrow right? yeah, sticking yeah. out of him. Found part of that. Um, I went back to the tree stand, and I looked back down there. And I saw a stump that he had originally crashed by. Mm-hmm. So I went back down, found that stump. And it's dark right now. It's, yeah, okay. 11 o'clock at night, 1130, whatever it was. And uh, we end up, I end up calling my brother over so we had more light. Because it, kind of, it was pretty, a lot of under underbrush. Yeah, it was pretty thick in there. Yeah. And uh, we were scanning the lights, and he was laying there with his head drooped over the ditch. Oh, so you could, he wasn't, like, popping out. No. So we saw him, and we started, you know screaming basically and my my dad was oh, probably 40 yards up the ditch he'd walked past him yeah he was coming back and he came back and he's like you should see this side hanging over the ditch <laughs> it was it was crazy we we were we were going crazy it was, oh i'd it was be awesome. fucking i'd be crying how so describe get, run me through walking up on this deer so i walked up on this deer and i actually like almost i i, I kneeled down and I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I was just staring at it like, this thing's bigger than, you know, we thought. You know, we yeah. see the sheds, and yeah, it's a big anything. deer, but yeah. Bigger yeah. than anything. Yeah. I mean, you come to find out, he put on like 70, 80 inches in one year. You know, that's <laughs> crazy. Right. So are you like, dude, this is like a record of some kind? Or no, no. Didn't yeah. go through your head at all? Not one bit. So it really even didn't, nothing like that even happened 
for a couple days. So my dad ended up down in the Quad Cities. At hold on, hold on. I don't want to go this far yet. Back me up. Back me up. I want to. I want to savor <laughs> these. The full effect no, sorry, they started to cut no, you off. You're good because I want to talk about like how long were you out there with with this deer before you like gutted it and pulled. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of these finer details of what a lot of people take for granted with their deer or kind of rush through moments like this. I'm just curious in comparison because I like to slow down. When I shoot a buck, I enjoy my moment. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of want to see how you guys went through it on a, on a world-class animal like this versus like a 150 of like something I would shoot. You know what I mean? I wish we would have slowed down. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So we, we, we pulled it out of the brush. We took. I'm know. not trying to put you in the hot seat. No, I either. get it. Yeah. Well, we, your we, adrenaline's just going crazy. I mean, they're all adrenaline's going That's nuts. a good point. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. We you took. Know. 30 pictures yeah you know, most people would take 300 pictures and now i would have taken 300 pictures right mm-hmm. you know we took 30 pictures in the dark no daytime pictures nothing yeah we actually it was kind of down this big hill through the timber across the big steep ravine mm-hmm. we ended up quartering them out and carrying them out no kidding you quartered them out quartered them out cut his hind court hind quarters off <laughs> my dad my dad carried a hind quarter in each leg or each hand and my brother and i grabbed it grabbed onto each antler and drug him up no shit. No. God damn. Well, that's kind of cool, actually. Because we tried. We <laughs> deer hunting. They're deer hunting. We got him down into the ravine, and we couldn't get him back up out of the ravine. So it was like, <laughs> that's oh, when look, you had to quarter him up. Quarter him out. That is funny. Okay, that's great. So you get him back out. I mean, and, and it was three o'clock before we got him out. Okay, it was, I, it was three hours. It so was, you're, it was a heck of a drag. You're putting him somewhere safe and going to bed. So no, we hung him in the garage. Well, that, with the back door of the garage open, oh, so the so so the cool air could get in. Yeah. You know? Well, nobody knew, right? No, this, nobody knew. Nope. So we did that. And then the next morning came and I went over there and started cleaning him and everything. And, and all of a sudden people started walking in my mom and dad's garage when my mom and dad went to work and we're telling people oh, in town, Hey, Kyle just shot this 28 point buck. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden people started coming in and coming in. It was the whole day. It was just kind of a one, one person every hour, half hour to come walk. I want to see this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We still didn't know it was as big as it is. We just knew it was a 28 point buck. You know? Right. Right. Because how often do you see a 290-inch deer on the hoof, you know? No or, kidding. Or right. or Let alone dead. Let, yeah, yeah, right. So Very fair. Okay. So what what's next? Are You're saying your dad was down in the cities, which is where we're from, kind of. So, well, even before that. So th- that same day, we cleaned, I, I was cleaning the deer. Well, when my dad got home from work, he goes, you know, somebody mentioned to me, maybe we should call the game warden. Mm. So we called the game warden. He came out. Looked the carcass over, looked the arrow over. Smart. Said, great, yeah. great idea. Said, yep, looks like a bow kill to me. He goes, I see nothing that dictates otherwise. So so we got that taken care of first. Yeah. And then took him to the taxidermist that same night. No kidding. Got him to the taxidermist. Now, he caped him out and said, you're taking this home with you. Smart taxidermist. He, yeah. he mounted a 215 a couple of years before that, and he goes, this thing is way bigger than that. So that was kind of the first indication we got that, okay, maybe it's Just pretty Just gave me chills big. thinking yeah. about that. Uh-huh. You, I'm, I'm glad to hear. I mean, the deer, you know, it was, it's a good story. But I'm glad to hear that you had, because um, you didn't know what you had really. You had intelligent people to advise you to do the right things, right? Because um, that deer could have been swiped off easy if not thought out correctly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, your tax numbers like take this thing home with yep. you. I'm so, not responsible for it, pretty much. Yep. So, so we took it home, and then the next. So I think it was the next day. My dad was actually down here in the cities. He was at Gander Mountain. And Rick White was in there doing a seminar yeah. from Hunter Specialties. Yep. He gave Rick White, or showed Rick White, hey, look at this picture of this buck my dad, or my son just shot. And he goes, Rick White goes, that's over 250. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, what? So then we kind of got hooked up with a couple scores from, well, the one was, uh, his name was Randy Templeton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, He's a writer. Writer. Mm-hmm. He's the first one to contact me. Wanted to do an article for him. He's from Dewitt or from uh, Bluegrass. 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 Yep. 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 He actually passed away last year. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. He got cancer real bad or yep. something like that. Yep. That's, yep. A, that's too bad. So he uh, he came up and he green scored it, mm-hmm. and he came up at like two seventy. And as he's adding this up, you know, two fifty goes by, and then two sixty. It's like holy cow! Because at the time, I well, after we you know known this, we knew the state record by bow was two fifty three. Was that Brian Andrews buck that got stolen? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about that here and there on the podcast. Yeah, so the game warden had actually, when he came over, he actually advised. He says, you know, put this somewhere. Don't tell anybody. All this stuff. So yeah. So and we did that shortly after we got it home from the tax nervous. We we put it away. Yeah. But um, so yeah. So he came and he scored it, and he, and he was like, well, you know, we've got something here. 
you know, that's probably going to be end up being a state record because he goes, I don't see it losing 15 inches from where I'm at, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, and in, in the drying <laughs> period. Yeah. Yeah, some deer, I've met a lot of deer, some deer shrink, some deer don't really. It's just, I guess, I don't know if it's like density of each, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. definitely not 15 inches. Yeah, so then... Oh, shortly after that, it was beginning of January, I guess. They, he came, Randy came back, and he had two two other scores with him. Mm-hmm. He had two Boone and Crockett scores with him because he was only a Pope and Young score. Yeah. And they did their own panel. And they measured it a couple different ways, and they filled out the score sheets and sent them in and said, yeah. you, you guys can decide with based well, on pictures. On for the people that are wondering, like, why did they measure it a couple different ways, a lot of times there's – and I don't know this exact circumstance in this, but like looking at it, a lot of things can be debated, whether it's a typical point, um, an abnormal point, and what like the frame actually is. And then you add E, which is all your abnormal points to your typical frame. Every deer has a typical frame. so Well, and that was a good idea on Randy's part to bring other scores in there also. So it wasn't yeah. just going off just his score. Dude, I would have done the same exact thing. Yep. For sure. Because that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially a potential state record. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so smart dude. So, and they did, did, did the scoring, and, and then they sent the score sheets in, and then it came back at 275 and 5 eighths net and 290 and 2 eighths gross, <laughs> which, which at the time was obviously the state record in Iowa. Yeah, and right. was, 290 and 2 eighths. And was a, I think it was third Pope and Young. All time? All time. It's, it's since fallen farther than that, but I don't yeah. I don't remember where at now. But. Yeah. Holy shit. So what is your mindset when they're like, dude, this is like a state record? I don't know. It was just kind of kind of cool, I guess. You know, I was like, you know, wow. Yeah. You know, that's, that's pretty neat. You know, you, you just shot a state record. Yeah, yeah. You know? like, at the time, how old are you? 24. 24. You know what I would have done? And I, I probably wouldn't have really done this, but I would have just done it to just be a dick bag. So I've had people like overly brag on deer on me at a bar like you know those guys oh, yeah. i've just been like i shot a pretty good one i, I passed them for a few years and then be like oh here it is like wait for them to show the pictures but here it is oh you have to you have to do it <laughs> did you do here, that here's my biggest yeah here's my it's just it's a little guy i, I haven't have measured i don't know <laughs> it's a nice 140 though <laughs> yes yeah, the 140 frame was just a lot of shit on it you know <laughs> okay so you're like yeah i mean of course that's cool you shot the state record in Iowa. Yeah. Iowa of all places. Yeah. Like the yeah. one of the big butt capitals. Yes. The place. Deep well, Illinois is up there, so I've settled down. True. Sorry, yeah. Um, you're right. We have better roads. You, so. you're out <laughs> we have way better roads. Hey. You're outnumbered here again. Hey, well Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're the man all of a sudden in deer hunting. It was yeah, it was kinda cool because then it was, you know, like the Whitetail Classic's calling, and they want you to come bring your head out. And, and then, actually, Rick White got a hold of me, and he wants me to bring my head out and have it in their booth. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, okay, that's kind of neat, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Watch Rick White on TV all the time, you know. Yeah. Now you're bumping elbows with him a little bit. And uh-huh. it, it was kind of cool. And it social really was. media wasn't that big either at the time. There, there was hardly nothing, no. Right. Imagine I, now. Not, I mean, not to take away from it, but it would just been even more insane oh, now. For I was actually, to back up, when he actually shot the deer, and was going out. Imagine packing that out and actually having the phones we have now and the pictures taken of oh, him yeah. walking back. The videos, the Snapchat. Imagine that. Oh, it would have been insane. I mean, yeah. The way they quartered him out and him just holding it, you know. Yeah. Wow. It would have been really cool. That's a good point. Um, okay. So how, how long between sending it in, like, hey, you got probably a state record. Like, Is there a process for, the, like, hey, confirmed state record i know they got to go through the panel through pope and young and Boone and crockett and all that but with the state of iowa no yeah they just accept the score yeah okay so they, they just took the score sheet and said yep state record and put it on top of their charts but yeah with with pope and young and Boone and crockett both there was a panel that had to go through yeah i bet i bet so did you get like a plaque or certificate that said state record or anything like that nope just that it, you there, know there, there's it a certificate that you know you entered your deer in the yeah, iowa yeah, right. record books but yeah no nothing Special. No kidding. I figured there'd be some big, like, deal for that, you and know? A gift no. card. A gift card to, like, Cabela's <laughs> for, like, 25 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's. You get, you get a free slice of Casey's pizza once yeah. a week. It'd be pretty sweet, actually. I'd take that over a plaque, honestly. Um, that's nuts. So what was his official gross and net? So he grossed 290 and two eights, <laughs> net 275 and five eights. God damn, dude. That is insane. Congratulations. Thank you. Absolutely. That's an absolute beast. So he, his right side, oh man, I can't even tell without looking at it. He's just, he actually has a fairly typical looking frame. For sure. With all the goodies. 
his typical oh, he brought the frame, score sheet. Yeah, I got the official score sheet. His typical uh, frame gross is two twenty nine and seven eighths. Hold on, say that again. His typical frame gross is two twenty nine and seven eighths. Two twenty nine and seven eighths. The Milo Hansen buck. I don't know what it grossed, but it netted like two twelve. Yeah. So I, take, I, think, I think that what's to say two fifteen or something net. He would have netted two fifteen and two eight. So take away all the abnormal points, you have the world record typical right there. Right. Like it still to this day, it would be the world record typical. Take a sawzall to it. We could, we could, we could clean it up. <laughs> Just hack it Just up a little bit. Paint over all the cut marks. Um, Sixty and three eighths inches abnormal or non typical, however you word it. Um, could grief. In, I'm just going to go through some of these stats for guys that are uh, junkies. Is that, is that cool with you? Yeah. Uh, inside spread twenty four and zero eights, so really wide. Um, beams right beam is twenty six and an eighth. Left beam is 27 and an eighth, which is big, but, man, I mean, those aren't, like, the biggest by any means, which makes that even more impressive, you know? Right. Um, His right antler is 104 and five-eighths. His left antler is 101 and two-eighths. His typical frame has 14 and five-eighths deduction. Um, So people who aren't aware, every deer gets scored and netted as a typical then add E, which is your line of 60 and 3 eighths of normal. So that's how you get your your score. So 229 and 7 eighths as a typical. Take off 14 and 5 eighths ab, or a deduction, 215 and 2 eighths net typical. Um, I, I do, even though I am a measure, I do agree nets are for fishing, but that's just the way it is. Add 60 and 3 eighths, 275 and 5 eighths final score in the book. God. Because isn't it like if there's so many inches of abnormal points, it gets added to the score? or uh, It has to have, to be considered a non-typical, it has to have 15 inches or more of abnormal points. Okay. Anything less than 15 inches, it's a deduction on a typical frame. Gotcha. So it has to, you know, it has to break that 15-inch <clears throat> mark. Wow, this is amazing. If we're not talking for a while, we're actually looking at the buck, and we're not. Yeah. We're just, you that's, know what I mean? We're just, that's we're, just sitting, we're daydreaming over here. That's what all this pause. I mean, you get to feel the feeling what we're actually looking at right now. And then it's in Buckmasters, too, as, uh, man, I've never seen a Buckmaster score sheet. That's kind of funny, huh? Um, 292 and 5 eighths, official score 268 and 5 Boy, oh, boy, that is impressive shit. I love the hand hand scribbled on score sheets man there's just something to them you know like the nostalgia of them so what do we got here so we got the score sheet take that Eric or whoever so a DVD there was just a big buck profile on it oh cool on North American Whitetail yep very cool that's awesome hopefully they gave this to you Um, Rack Magazine classic you're on the cover with the mount that's cool Kyle Simmons 268 and 58 irregular compound bow that's cool man do you have all these framed no, but I have like a ton of them, so I could. I, could. <laughs> I used to have them framed, and when I moved at one point, they all got taken out of the frames. And I, oh, that's fair. But yeah, I've got a whole box of them. So you're on ra- cover of rack, cover of North American Whitetail, and that was the first one. They they contacted me like immediately. Well, like I said, Randy contacted. I me remember. Me. I do remember when this buck hit, like the mainstream. I guess you could say, and I do remember getting this magazine back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the buck before I found out you were Wade's cousin. Yeah. I knew about this buck. <laughs> They're not cousins, which is why that's funny. Because I said that on a previous podcast. Um, cover story, 270-inch mega buck, huge October bow trophy, page 20. And then we have Buckmasters. Isn't Buckmasters and Rack the same thing? Yes. How are they going to put you in the corner on Buckmasters? Because I was on the front and, and rack. And oh, geez. So they sw- they couldn't do it twice or what? Come on, so, Buckmasters. Well, that, that, that deer is that field and stream buck that was from Wisconsin. Yeah. That was a big deal, too, that year. That's a nice buck, but yeah. Yeah, come on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that they filmed in a bean <laughs> field a nice or something. Buck. Thought it was going to be a world record typical and it ended up not being typical. Well, come on, you know. We'll get, you get the Iowa <laughs> state record right here. Right. Show some respect. No, I'm just kidding. That's a great buck. Where was that buck killed? Buffalo County. Oh, psh, Wisconsin. Um, I'm, I'm just kidding. We love Wisconsin. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't wear your Wisconsin hat. I thought about it. Man, very cool. That's hilarious. That's amazing. It's a great story. So tell me about, like, so are you kind of like a celebrity in the hometown? Are you a celebrity when you go to, like, Bass Pro Shops or hunting um, shows? Nothing like that, no. But, 
I guess in the hometown, everybody knows me as the guy that shot the big buck. You know? Yeah. So well, they, probably, they probably recognize the buck more than they do you. Pretty much. Well, not really, but they so they recognize my name. And, like, oh, we'll, sure. we'll go knock on a door to ask permission to go coyote hunting or something. And they'll be like, oh, you're the one that shot that big buck how many years ago. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yep, the, yeah. The cool thing me. is he's very humble about it. You are. So can, that's, that's been very up. cool, like, in a small town. You know, I mean, I would easily be just just an idiot. <laughs> I think I would be. <laughs> I'd be a, so cocky. I'd be like, you know me? Dick. You know who I am? I'd have a, you know, my yeah. shirt would have my buck on it and walk State around. State record holder. You know? <laughs> He'd have the mount, mount on the front of his yeah. truck. But he's been so humble, I mean, the whole time. I mean, that's been really cool. That is really awesome, man. So, did you like the attention of it afterwards? I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Not, it wouldn't be like we talked earlier, not to the extreme of the like uh, Facebook and all that. Yeah. So I guess it there was no Facebook and everything, right? Yeah. But it actually went viral through email. Like oh, it was crazy. My mom sent out an email that morning and got the email back that afternoon. And I'm sure, like the old forums like and shit, forever. it went crazy. See what what was really cool was the UKC pages, like the coon hunting pages. Yeah, that's where the picture was getting resurfaced, and that was because back then you could actually somehow somebody posted a picture on the UKC coon hunting pages, United Kennel Club pages, and you actually saw that deer. Right. That was really cool because that was getting posted. People were talking about. It. I mean, that was our redneck Facebook at the time. Was the coon hunting pages so? Yeah, Archie the old forums. Yeah, the then, old yeah. forums. You're oh, like, yeah. damn, get on Google. You know, UKC. Oh, look at Kyle Simmons right here. Check this out. So that's, cool. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Say, Iowa Whitetail dot com. It was big on Iowa Whitetail. Oh yeah, for sure. That was a huge forum back then. It was. We're all riding bikes. You know, this is a little town. Like that deer lives around here. What? <laughs> what? That's freaking crazy, man. Yeah, but so yeah, it was just nuts how it how fast it went through email. It went to one person, that person sent it out to everybody and everybody, and all of a sudden it came back. Well, I mean, just imagine 2020 we're in now, and that buck was shot this fall. Imagine the shitstorm. Oh, would it'd get. be a shitstorm. He would have to shut off his phone. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You'd have to lock your doors. You'd have to hide shut, your wife. Get rid of your Facebook. Get rid of your Instagram. Yeah, let your lawn mow or let your lawn grow and, and make sure your windows are covered. And Well, and that's, so that, that was kind of the, the attention thing was at first it sucked because it was – people calling nonstop about this and that and you know well then you feel guilty did you feel guilty at all no see i'd feel no. guilty what would you feel guilty about i don't know i just would i just would feel guilty like you wouldn't in what aspect a little bit like i guess i'm you're I, that asshole everybody wants to be you know but you didn't do anything wrong no no, no, fuck no, him, no really not. i would no not, i mean no i no mean don't get me wrong Dude, in our, yeah. in our community, yeah. no, nobody cared like that. Nobody no, I, I, get, cool. I get it. But that, now everybody, you'd be like, everybody wanted to shoot the deer. But you know what I mean? Like, you know now I mean, like, you got all their trolls on Facebook and, and you know, or, and Instagram. And, right, yeah. Okay, how'd you kill this deer? Where was it at? Huh, huh, nah, huh. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel bad because now on the internet, people, I feel like there's a lot of good people, a lot of good vibes, but there'd be a lot of negative shit around it, like making shit up about Always it. Always is now. And it, that's all it is. And, well, there was then, like I said, and I will wait till that comment. There's people, you know, high fence this and. What what fence did you that shoot was back under? Then. Yeah. yeah, so it's been around forever. Just it's, it's just enhanced. People just throw yeah. shit bags, but um, that is cool. So how I wait till Eric gets back. We're uh, we're drinking some bush light and whatnot. But um, you know, if you can put two and two together, they're running out of the studio. <laughs> um, yeah, that is weird. Like the forum thing was different. Like archery talk and all that was probably going around. And mm-hmm. so talk about the safety of this rag because everyone wants to see it. So. Well, we were more worried about getting stolen, like of like, course, like we talked about. Um, so, like I said, we immediately took it out of my house, my mom and dad's house, got rid of it. Okay. Um, I, I want to ask you how you stored it, but I won't. So we stored it in a completely different town at a relative's house. Okay. You know, somebody we thought nobody's gonna think to look there. Yeah, yeah. So then when I got it back, we took it to the taxidermist. And we actually had Joe Meter mount it. Yeah, I went to Joe Meter's taxidermy school. Sure. Yeah. So he mounted it. Got it back. Actually, I took the replica because I had a replica by then as well. Oh, you did. So I had replicas made right away. How, how, like, how much time from kill to replica? Um, two weeks after I shot it, we were going up to Minneapolis to get replicas made. No kidding. It was one of the things we kind of got advised to do, and then when we talked to the people that make replicas, they they said, yeah, if it's not on a mount, we don't have to try and remount it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. if you can bring me just a rack, that'd be the best thing. Yeah. So, yeah, two weeks after we shot it, we took it up there. It was mounted a month later, beginning of December, a month and a half later. Mm-hmm. Had it mounted. Um, literally put it in the bank. Like in a vault. <laughs> yep. Smart. Really you smart. Have, you have to yep. at that and point. Because nobody's getting it. Yep. Very smart. So it was in the bank. 
I figure if somebody's going to break into the bank, they're going to take more than a deer head. So <laughs> yeah, true, somebody that's good, putting that much effort ain't going to grab a deer head. You no, put it no, in a safety no. deposit box. Yeah. So the 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 actual original real life rack is mounted. Correct. Somewhere in an undisclosed location in in like Brazil or something. Yep. Um, it's in the White House. Go get it. How many replicas did you get made? So this is the only one I have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four or five other ones out there. Mm-hmm. People that have bought them. And I, you don't have to give me more information. You can tell me to fuck off at any time, so I'm not, <laughs> my feelings won't be hurt. I'm trying to get information out of you a little bit. Did you have rights to like sell replicas? Still do. Still do? Yep. So are you the only person that can make a replica this year? Well, so the people that make them, they have the the casting of it. Yeah. And they actually do it's antlers by Klaus or it's called yeah, it's called Antlers by Klaus now. Yeah. Um they they do all the advertisements, all the publicity, all the pl- or the publishing of it and they make them and they sell them and they just send me a royalty check when they okay. sell one. So that, you don't have to do anything. Nope. So uh, every time if I'm like, Hey, I'd love to have one of those in my deer collection or my restaurant yep. and I want the Kyle Simmons buck, I call them up, they pour me a replica and then you're catching a check for royalties correct kick ass i was hoping that was the case yep what does it cost to get a replica done so i think i know it, it's been a few it goes years, by size of the buck it goes by inches and i think it was like 1500 and i own that cast so i could go up there at any time and say i want my cast and i could take it oh that's crazy mm. so and i think 1500 is on the cheaper side now probably yeah. well yeah sure this was what now. It's 12 years ago yeah that's, right, true. Right. that's true very cool so everyone's gonna ask me this if i don't ask it how long before Bass Pro or Cabela's called you and said, we're giving you money? Never heard from either one of them. Never heard from either nope. one of them. And actually, I contacted Bass Pro to see if they wanted to lease it because I thought, well, it's going to hang on. If it hangs on their wall, it'll be the same as everything else. Yeah. Right. Then better than sitting in a bank. Yeah, yeah. And they said they only buy and I didn't want to sell. So, Yeah, that's fair. So. That's fair. I, can, I can't understand the attachment, but I could imagine. So, you had no offers? Zero. Well, I had offers from private collectors. Like, what are we talking? Throw, can you throw a number amount, a dollar amount, or do you not want to do that? I can, but I'm not going to. Okay. okay. That's fair. Right. I understand that. Yep. Um, but tell me where I'm at. Am I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just keep pushing. My higher <laughs> low it. here. So I get that. Um, that's impressive, man. And, so, and my reasoning for not selling was I've, I talked to other guys that did, and they, most of them regretted it mm-hmm. because they don't know where their heads are at. Mm-hmm. So these private collectors are like horse traders. They They get tired of it, and they sell it to the next guy, and... And all of a sudden, you have no idea where it's at. That would bother me. That would bother me, too. Like, if you ever want to, like, actually get the real rack and... Yep. So, in studio, this is a replica, of course. Um, Do you ever worry about the replica, or you just know, "Ah, I can always get another one poured? I can get a new one. That's cool. Yeah. So, you can can kind of take this on tour with you and come do podcasts with drunk idiots and go to deer shows and all that. Walk in the bar. What up? Yeah, what up? <laughs> just yeah, strapped on his back. We yeah. should do it during bow season, just like kind of strap it so the antlers just stick on the back of the truck. Just a little bit, drive around town. Yeah. Right. Number two, go yeah. to, second go, one. Yeah. Go to Casey's parking lot. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be great. I kind of tarp <laughs> over it be like, yeah, what's up? Put a bunch of like rolled up shit so it looks like a whole body underneath the tarp. Oh, man, just to get the reactions of that would be hilarious. It would. Um, Did anyone know about this deer before you shot him? Like I said, we got told by the one shotgun hunter that they saw it that year, before, the year of the sheds. But not oh, of this rack. Not that we know of. Nobody, The farmer had never seen him. But once you shot it, that's when they said that they've seen it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you, had, you had 300 people come out. Yeah, i seen that yeah. buck. Well, good. you know, and I got the stories from the guys that say, well, yeah, I hunt the property three places over, and we saw one last year, you know, the year after I shot it. I've we saw his, another one. I've just had his big. track next to my his corn tw- crib. His twin must be next, still out there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's another yeah, three hundred sure inch deer running around. So did you have people moving in on your spot and everything, trying to? So it's a dead end gravel road. The traffic kind of picked up, but not really moved in on the spot. No. Yeah, I, fig- I just figured that's why like when people try to come out and screw you, like this guy no. did this and get him off, and no, that's good to hear. No, that's good. God, to hear. He grew a lot but, in a year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. That is not, but the mindset is like I don't understand because that's a thing that happens when people kill big deer. Somebody else wants the spot. It's like he's dead. He's gone. He's gone. Yep. Yeah, maybe the chance is there, but I mean, have you seen anything since of anything similar? Um, like you know, offspring. I mean, size wise, no. I've seen some of the characteristics, like the, that the end, the points to shoot on the inside. I've seen. I saw one other deer. It's probably a hundred forty inch deer, but he had a point coming off the inside. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, stuff sense. like that. But I mean, no, I've never seen another 
290-inch deer, but... <laughs> yeah. God, what what makes him just grow freakishly like that? I guess bush light. And I mean, that's crazy. Pizza. That's crazy. Look at the difference. Iowa yeah. corn and... Uh, do you, did you have him aged? So, we did, but I think it got screwed up because it came back at three and a half. Oh, there's no, oh, there's no, no way. way. There's no way. So, and I guess I can believe that as a three and a half. I don't believe those sheds as a two and a half. No way. No way. I mean... Five and a half? Yeah. Four and a half? Sure. For the sheds? Yeah. That makes more sense. Sure. Um, but, yeah, because we gave them to the, our local biologist or whatever up there in Jackson yeah. County, and he took the jaw and sent them in, and he came back and said three so and a half. And are these the real four. sheds? Those are replicas as well. These are replicas. Cool. Yep. Um, are the sheds with the buck somewhere in, in Brazil? Yep. Yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, I figured. Well, you know, that's where Hitler went, so it's got to be this. You can hide it. That's the safest place, right? If you're gonna hide a deer. I'd probably just go wherever the fuck Hitler went, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, he went to Argentina. My bad. Um, but anyway, same credit union, I'm sure, or bank or whatever. Sure. We're um, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yep, yeah, mm, that's where it is. It's yeah, in Brazil. Yeah, in Brazil. Man, any regrets? No. Um, Why'd you hesitate? I, well, I guess I would never. Enter another deer into the books. No kidding. No, there it's break it down. Why it was so political with the panel scoring and because actually Pope and Young knocked the score down, but Boone and Crockett kept the two seventy five. Interesting, which makes no sense because Pope and Young uses Boone and Crockett scoring system. Yep, and Boone and Crockett paneled it before Pope and Young paneled it. What was the reason? Or did you even give a there, shit? There was one time that they said was not typical that was scored as typical or vice versa i don't remember what it was we we had a hard time getting an answer out of them we were up at it was in in minneapolis or in rochester is yeah where rochester the, is where they had the panel at and we went up to the banquet and so as when you sent the score sheet in how long did it take to get a final answer out of them from the panel um the boone and crockett's was i think a year and a half later like not what? that spring but the spring after and pope and young's we missed because so I was supposed to have it scored like in December, but there was a big snowstorm, so the scores didn't get there till January. So the cutoff for their panel was January first. So I had to go three years to the next panel. Oh shit! So it was three years before it went to the next panel. It was yeah, 2011 or whatever when it went to. Are you kidding? No. Wow. Okay. You know, I've been a member of Pope and Young for a long time. I've been a measure for fuck eleven years now, and I've enjoyed it. But I gotta say, I don't agree with everything, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's well, they probably have a panel where they bring everyone in one yeah. day and then they go over however yeah. many bucks. That, that was another weird part about the panel is Jack Renault was on the panel. Mm-hmm. Jack Renault was the president of Boone and Crockett, but he was a member of Pope and Young. Mm-hmm. And he was on the Pope and Young panel for my buck. Really? But yet his Boone and Crockett upheld the score and Pope and we couldn't get an answer out of him either. We it's like, you know, why why no what happened? And surprised he wasn't just like, Listen guys, we've been through this, like this is what it is. No, yeah. No, he was no, I don't remember the deer he said. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say what I wanna say. Um, <laughs> because that, I, we're learning very quickly that a large varieties of people listen to this show for some reason. And uh, normally when you say things and don't actually like, because, you know, you say something and you kind of forget about it afterwards because it's not, you're not weighing heavy on it, but somebody's feelings get hurt. Um, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Um, shouldn't, I don't know. Yeah. I can't. No. But so, yeah, I, I've, and it probably helps that I've shot this deer, but I could go out and shoot the world record typical this year and I'd never have it scored. I love that actually. No, nope, I would I would hang it on my wall and quite a few people do that. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. I know guys who have walls full of studs and they're just kinda like, Yeah, dinner and then Chandler, Austin Chandler, he's got a few entered, but he's kinda like, Man, you know, Kurt he's kinda kicked it kicked tires with me. I probably should bring I've entered like three or four deer for him. And he's he's like, I should probably get all them entered maybe one of these days just to come <laughs> one over. Of but, these days. but it's not like those some of those deer have been on his wall for 15 years it's 10 not years high on his priority list no i mean because i get i do get the you know you put a number on an animal then all of a sudden there's there's like a a sliver of your thought on it that gets taken away mm-hmm. there's a um a perception through the public like oh it's only whatever like creepy is like one of my favorite deer right mm-hmm. he's 155 there's people be like, ah, oh, he's only 155. Like Kurt talked about a 155 or all year. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? The guys are killing 170s, 180s. It's yeah. like, well, you don't know. The the number doesn't tell the story. It doesn't add to the 
the history of the animal. It doesn't pay the animal any respects. And, right. None. Um, so I get it. I get it completely. You know, I think people hesitate and kind of dance around that a little bit. I'm not saying that's what you were doing, but um, because they know I'm a measurer or whatever, or talk about it, I'm just like, I get it. Yeah, that's all. I get the net thing. It's fucking bullshit. Like it's for fishing. I, I but I also understand why they're there. Yeah. Um, whatever. Beautiful animal, man. Absolutely. I insane. can't believe either how like realistic the replica looked. Oh, it's an, it's an absolutely nuts. You can tell. I didn't know those sheds were fake, and I was just holding them. Yeah. I didn't either. Right. You know? Took me out of the truck when we got here. Yeah. Oh really? Take, yeah. Take two of the long time to squeeze them together. How long have you guys been cousins? <laughs> Years. On the whole way, I'm like, "What's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? Oh yeah, you can feel it there when you when you do that. Yeah. But the weight seems right. You feel it. And feel and the pedicle on the bottom. That's one of the things they worked on. I, th- I guess is like that feels real too. Weight, right. I mean, it's just a little broke off piece here. It looks real. Yeah. On the uh, inside. We were just at the big time uh, facility, and he had a two sixty, two fifty some inch buck. It was a you know he calls it a big time buck. It was killed over a big time plot, mm-hmm. and uh, it it had fell or during a trade show busted a couple like little kickers off that they were fixing, and it uh you couldn't tell. I thought it was I thought it was, I was like, oh that's fake. Well, of course I figured it was a replica, but it wasn't like oh definitely a replica. You can you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like styrofoam where the broken points. were. I'd hate to be the guy that has to paint those things though. Yeah. Or however, they they paint them, right? They paint them. Yep. Like with a little... It's impressive, man. <sighs> I don't get it. It is impressive. What was your favorite thing besides the actual, like, harvest or kill of this animal? Besides, like, of all the publicity and all the shit, what was the one thing that you think back on the most? So, I think it, it was fun, you know, meeting everybody. And like, like I said, hanging out with Rick White. I spent a couple classics with Hunter Specialties out there hanging out with him. Um, mm-hmm. With Buckmasters, we, went, we took a built had a big old box built shipped it down to to uh birmingham and they had a big uh, show down there and we went down to the down to the fluis down we went down to birmingham for a weekend yeah yeah so i mean that was fun is getting to meet other people and talk to other people and yeah it's incredible man that's cool but, but like that was the coolest thing up until like now right right to the podcast right, right. Right. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah of course right right so man it's absolutely incredible I really, I really expected you to be like, here's a check for two hundred grand. Like I thought you were gonna have one of them stories or something, you know. But nope. <laughs> Good for you. It's <laughs> poker face. It's poker face. Yeah, he, he says I wish. He's lying. He's got a bank account full of cash. Two hundred grand. Yeah, he might be gone for two hundred grand. Yeah, I don't know if it. They so that first that. bid wasn't far from it. Just Obviously saying. far from it, or it might be gone. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Would a hundred grand do it? No. Nope. If we say a dollar amount, we'd be like a little bit higher. A little bit lower. Two hundred would do it, huh? Maybe over fifty. Maybe two hundred and twenty replicas. I don't need a replica. I already got them. Yeah, but you could sell them. I can do that now. Yeah, but you get full money for them. Yeah, well, two hundred before taxes or after taxes? <laughs> there ain't how, no taxes. How about a two hundred acre farm? I'd take that. You already oh, yeah. paid taxes on the tags and whatever else you did. Get the fuck <laughs> well, out there. You so have to yeah. take pay taxes on it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double dipping, nice. <laughs> well, cool, man. Anything else to add to this guy? I feel we got straight to the point. We were we kind of trimmed all the fat off this story, even though I tried to create some. But yeah, um, it is what it is. I guess you know it's a, that's we, the story. That's the truth. And we have to take a bunch of pictures of these to put up for people. Yeah, definitely. When we post this episode, we'll have to give a little time. We'll do like a live after the podcast. But I mean, even the body looks big. It looks like a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is the original cape. I put the original cape on the replica. Oh, nice. Just kind of assuming it would, I would display this and not the other one. Yeah, yeah. You know? Very cool. That's so. a good call. It's a really good call. Well, it's impressive, man. It's an animal of a lifetime. And uh, so w- let's do this before we get out of here. Talk about hunting after this. You know, it really hasn't changed. No? No, it's still still my release, I guess you will. You know, I still go out. I still love it. Yeah. I'm still spend too much time doing it if you ask my wife and you know. oh that's great that you don't feel like there's nothing left for you because no, it, that's not no. true 150 walks by still gets me pumped up you know? mm-hmm. i was gonna yeah, ask you that are you awesome. super picky anymore or not well i i'm more picky yes I'll, I'll say i'm more picky i mean you know there if there's a buck walks by that's 150 and i know it's a three-year-old i'm probably not gonna shoot it you yeah know? if it's a 150 inch five-year-old Definitely. 135 inch five-year-old you know I'll, yeah i'll stick it but, yeah it's cool awesome. to hear what's your second cool. biggest buck so, you don't got to put it. So the very first deer I ever shot when I was 12 years old was like 133 inch eight. Nice. That's probably my most second most impressive because he was he was just, just a re- really solid. I eight. Yeah. Um, I shot another nice, technically nine point two or three years ago with my bow. That was he was like 22 inches inside. He was no kidding. He's pretty two years ago, wasn't it? 
two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Nice. But he was pretty impressive, too. He's a nice one, too. I, ne- I never put a tape on him. Never did? Good. Never mm-hmm. did. Good. Man, it makes me want to quit doing that, hearing you like, kind of j- talk about it, you know? Yeah. Because well, it's like... Well, when you, when you got 290, you don't want to see 140 true. on a paper, you know? <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Man, it's amazing. It's unbelievable, man. Did we miss anything? I just don't think I could have shot him. Like, I, I would have No, I would have, like, shake, been shaking so bad. Yeah, like if you watch him from 500 yards, he's like coming through CRP and he's just like moseying and stops and makes a scrape. And I couldn't do it. I could do it. I'd think I'd be able to do it anyway. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> As you chuckle after that comment. <laughs> so it'd probably be better if it was 500 than 100 because 500 you'd have time to calm back down. I do better. Well, it depends. I've had both. I always try to like put a scenario on it. There's times where I shoot a buck. And I'm nervous as shit until he gets up to me and I shoot him. And then I, I'm nervous and then I'm calm after. Or it's flip-flop where I'm calm, shoot him, then I come in glued. Mm-hmm. Percentage-wise, I'm calm, I shoot him, then I come in glued. Yeah. Because you're trying to like – it's like that's your that's the thing I live for. So you're trying to be a professional about it and hold your shit together. I, don't, can't, I can't hold my shit together. You can't? Last no. fall, I don't know if you guys got my Snapchat or not. I was sitting in the stand. Underneath me, like 130 inch bucks be underneath me, and I'm Snapchatting like the video of this buck underneath me, and I just sent it to everybody. Didn't realize how sh- how bad I was shaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, everybody goes, "Dude, you all right? You relax." I'm like, "It's just 130 inch deer." I'm like, "I didn't even look at the video yet." So I look at it, and there it is. Just you can't That's even see cool the deer. Cool though, is. man. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Just to get so jacked. Oh yeah. I watched creepy walk in from 150 yards, left oh. does to come my direction, like it was like meant to be or whatever. Yeah. And I got nervous for a little bit, but he took his time. Like I, I got nervous. So. Don't be a fucking pansy. Calm down. He's coming in. Then afterwards, I came unglued. Yeah. And then doubted myself. And did that but that's the feeling you want. <laughs> that's the feeling you're, you know I mean, you're striving for. Right? For sure. But If that feeling's gone, then you're, what, what do you got? Well, yeah, I get that. But it's kind of like the moment you're, like, focusing. It's the time you mentally process this. True. Like, you, True. Every time you sit, you should probably think through a situation like that coming from anywhere on whatever stand you're in. Like, yeah. oh, dude, he's going to come from here. He's going to do this, and I'm going to act this way. This is where I'm going to draw. Like you're, you're constantly you run through doing that. that. Yeah. yeah, this is a mental preparation. Um, I mean, archery's mental, bow hunting's mental. You know, if it's all, if you're just going on, you're not thinking about that shit. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, like I'm unprepared for this. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just like anything. You know, you train, you shoot your bow, you hang your stands, you walk yourself through it. You don't actually do any of that. If you just get in there and think you're mm-hmm. never going to see one, mm-hmm. you see one, you're going to be like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> a 290-inch whitetail. Oh, what do I do? Jump yeah. off the stand. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's part of uh, – I think that's an experience thing, personally. But but everybody's different. Yep. You can't call something across the board for every bow hunter because everybody handles different things. You know, Like, look at uh, Fred Eichler. Dude will shoot a spike and come unglued. 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 Yeah, that's cool. Every, every time. It's great. Stan Potts, 130-inch deer, 120-inch deer. Yep. Give me a second. I Give me it. a second, people. Yeah. Give me a second, people. <laughs> I think if I shot a deer like this, my celebration would be grabbing my bow by the limbs and full-blown, like, frisbee in it into the timber and never going to retrieve it. Just right into a tree? <laughs> Just that's wherever it lands. It was meant to be there forever, and some kid will find it and be like, ah, piece of history. Cool. You get a new bow anyway. I'm being an asshole. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, w- I would probably uh, no. I wouldn't because I'd be like, dude, I'm gonna go track him. He's gonna get him run off, and I just chuck my bow into the river. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you go find him. He stands up and runs away. Yeah, exactly. You don't have a bow with you, <laughs> or he just stands up and looks at you. Yeah. yeah for 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. You just spike it. It's your celebration. I would definitely wouldn't do that, but it's fun to think about. What a stud! What's that? What a stud! Yeah. Definitely. It's unbelievable. Well, I think that concludes the story of the Kyle Simmons buck. Thank you so much for telling that. And uh, we'll talk dollar amounts. I'm going to buy this thing off you, and we're just going to keep it in the studio. Sounds good. Um, He's like, yeah, okay, it's a replica. (laughs) (laughs) I'll write you a check. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can it be certified? Well, uh, no. <laughs> Wade's going to pay for it, and that's going to be next year's Gator sponsorship for the podcast. Hit this okay. next sponsor check. Yep, they're going to take care of that for the year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. You know, we make all the big bucks from Wade, so there it is. <laughs> well, anything you want to add or close out on or shout outs or anything? No. No, it was fun being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, well, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming, Wade. Thanks for bringing your cousin. You bet. Cozzy wuzzy. 
means a lot. Never will I call him my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I just, I don't know. I had no reason to think that. I thought I heard you say one time that you guys were cousins. So. I never said that once. How long yeah. have you guys known each other? Uh, we knew it through each other through high school. I was actually friends with his brother. I say, yeah, you're a year older than Lance? Yeah, uh, you're two older than Lance, his brother, who found the sheds. And, uh, yeah, just grew up that way. And then when I started Gator, first person I called was Kyle. And then a couple other buddies. I said, hey, you know, I want to take this thing I'm as far it. as I can go. And I want guys that just reel and like to have yeah. fun. And just the way he was so, you know, real about when he shot his buck and was just so humble for how many mm-hmm. years. It's, that's who I want. You know, yeah, showing absolutely. up my company and, and showing everybody what he's got going on. So for sure, it was a no brainer. And MB, hell yeah, Eric, you got anything to add? No, just congratulations, man. That's a well. I don't have anything to add either. Luck. That that thing's insane. I'm gonna <laughs> take a lot of pictures, fondle a little bit. I'm probably gonna call a neighbor over to see it if that's cool. Yeah. Um, don't fondle it too much. I fondle it with my eyes. That's it. Okay, I'm not trying to. Catch a case or nothing, you know? <laughs> Cops <laughs> called. Yeah. yeah. All right. Time to close it out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Oh, my God! Oh. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.